Welcome, I'm Pastor Abraham, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Sun Valley Podcast. You can check out our church on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for worship thoughts, devotionals, and the latest events happening at our church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Thank you. Such an honor and a privilege to be here on the unceded and ancestral territory of the Silix Okanagan people with all of you. Arlene, thank you for inviting me. Pastor Abraham, thanks for having me. Um, the Bridge Youth and Family Services has been a touchstone for some of the most vulnerable families in this community since 1969. In five decades of service and since inception, their real focus was on uh, families and parents. They've worked alongside ex expectant mothers, uh, new parents, uh, really making sure that infants and toddlers had the best start in life. Uh, we've provided family counseling services, really wrapping our arms around families that were struggling with their role. Uh, and we provide uh, youth outreach, working with some of the most at-risk young people in our community. And, and really that's been our stock in trade since 1969. Within the last 10 years, we turned our heart and our attention to people that were struggling with addiction. And over that time, I've actually now become the largest provider of substance use resources on behalf of Interior Health in this community. We provide supported recovery housing. We provide adult withdrawal management. We provide adult treatment. Um, in the last couple of years, we've provided youth withdrawal management services. So really important work. Um, but also as a result of that, when the province declared our first public health emergency in 2017, as a result of the alarming spike in overdose deaths, uh, we had a really unique vantage point. And when we saw that the number of young people who passed away as a result of overdose tripled, or doubled rather, from 2017 to 2018, it just stabbed our heart. As you can appreciate, we knew these young people. They weren't numbers on a page to us, they were personal, and it shattered us. It was around that time that we really started doing the focused work that we needed to do around youth recovery and youth treatment. And we're aghast to discover that in all of the province of British Columbia, there was only 70 public funded spaces. Uh, Chelsea's story, unfortunately, is not a singular story. Um, many of our young people have had to travel four and five hours, endure wait lists of over a year long, and they want to get better. But every time we make them wait, we miss that moment of courage, and sometimes a moment is all they have. Um, so I think it was four years ago we started our dream of building the Okanagan Youth Recovery House. We had a really grand plan. Um, but midway through, we had to break it down in phases because we thought we really need to get something now. We still have a vision for a purpose-built, nature-based space for up to 16 young people. But it seemed unachievable, and as the rates of death continued and the demand and the people kept calling our phone every week looking for something for their son or daughter, we had to work faster. So we reframed the problem. <clears throat> broke it down in phases and decided phase one would be a space for six of the highest risk young people in our community. Um, really thrilled to announce. 
um, we did it. Sorry, I do this all the time. I'm such a baby. Um, we open doors next week. It's actually not far from where we're physically located here. It's a beautiful home on Laurier. It's a rented space. Um, but the province of British Columbia has, has provided us our operating expenses so we can move forward. We'll accept our first young children into care on Tuesday. We still have a dream for the purpose-built space. We're still moving forward on that vision. Um, now we're actually buoyed by our success. We know we can do this. Um, and it, it's been a house, not only the one that we've built, but the one we plan to build that we've built together. We did it with this community's support. Um, I really want to thank this congregation. Uh, I know that giving, especially in times like these, is really an act of faith. And I want you to know that you can have confidence in us. We will, we will make an impact on this community together. We will use your hard-earned money to excellent effect. Uh, we're going to make a difference in children and families' lives. Uh, you have my word. So thank you, and thanks for the time to be here today. I really appreciate it. Oh, sure. This whole, this whole morning has been rather surprising. There's a, there's a funny story to this. I didn't know I was speaking today until 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Arlene and I were communicating cryptically by email. So let me, let me just uh, ask a few questions and then you can mm -hmm. kind of uh, speak into the, into the camera here. Um, so what, what is it that brought you into this service? Like what inspired you to kind of move into this opportunity? Because it's difficult. Yeah, I think in some respect my relationship with the bridge was, uh, you'd think it was happenstance. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm not convinced that's true anymore. Um, when I started, uh, I, I came to the Okanagan to retire. I thought I was done. Um, and when I heard about the bridge, one of the, the really compelling pieces about the bridge is how value-based it is. So yes, it does all of this good work, but it does it uh, with a real relational commitment to the people it served. Um, it's, uh, we have some of the best clinicians in the city, but their orientation to their work is not clinical. Their orientation to the work is from the heart. Mm. Uh, and I'm really proud of that work. Like, I'm, I'm so buoyed by what they do and what they accomplish and the hard work they do every day. Uh, it's, it's really a privilege to be here. Awesome. So the Youth Recovery House, um, tell us a bit about maybe the structure, maybe how many beds does it have, yeah. uh, a little bit about the size of it and, and kind of how that might impact the community here. I think it's going to be a game changer. Um, we've been doing this research and work for over four years, so part of that has had me traveling across the country to treatment centers and really exploring what is best practice. The young people that have really struggled in those years and not been able to find space have been really informative to me mm. um, because watching their pain and watching those barriers have clicked along the way, and I am adamant that we will not be that kind of a program. 
So our vision for this service is individualized and bespoke care for every young person that comes in. Our vision is that it will, it will be uh, spiritual, it will be cultural, it will be natural. Um, our vision is that we will uh, create that place of solace, healing, recovery, depending on their needs. Um, what's been really exciting to watch is we, we're working quite closely with West Bank First Nation and we have a small group there that's been guiding our work to make sure that we can be responsive to all the young people in our communities. Um, but things that we thought would be nice are things that are essential. Mm. Um, so that, again, that connection to nature, that connection to family, that connection where you come from. Addictions is so much about a lack of connection, and our job is to get them there, to reconnect with themselves, with their families, with their communities, with their church, and with their culture. That's our job. Amazing. And so how many beds <clears throat> does, uh, does the Youth Recovery House The have? Okanagan Youth Recovery House has 10. Mm, um, we're, we're being really creative and we're combining it with our withdrawal management service. I think that's a unique approach in this province, definitely, possibly in Canada. Because one of the things that all the young people we've worked with lately have really taught us is transitions for young people are really hard. Mm. Moving from a space, losing a teacher, losing a school, losing a residence, and having to do it over and over again is really um, trying to, to the limited courage that we can reasonably expect them to have. So we'll have also four beds of withdrawal management. Mm. So if they come into us for detox to safely withdraw from the substances that they're using, they don't have to move yet again. They don't have to be introduced to new staff. They're home, mm. they stay. And we just continue to work with them on their journey. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And so the closest houses or something similar how far away are those before the Okanagan Youth Recovery before, House? Before next week. Yeah. Um, Vancouver and Prince George. Mm -hmm. It wasn't uncommon for us to try to send young people out of the province. All the way uh, to Because the demand Winnipeg, was so high. Yeah. I heard as well. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And so I, I remember when we did our interview with Jamie that he was mentioning that for a lot of these kids, not only is the wait time a significant factor in... in perhaps preventing the recovery that you're, that you're trying to provide, but also just the shift and the change in location. Absolutely. Right? So here we're, we're asking them to, to leave their family, to leave their friends, leave their church, leave their school, and, and to do some of the hardest work that you're ever going to be faced with in your life. It's really, a, it's too much. Mm. It's just too much. Our job should be to make it easier. Yeah. not more difficult and those the amount of young people that we lost on the Coquihalla pulling over to get a bite to eat um, on their way and they just said no I can't go wow. I can't go wow. yeah so I know that um, that you guys have a variety of services in terms mm -hmm. of recovery and so the youth recovery house what age range are you guys targeting um, for this the focus of this service is 12 to 18 okay um, and we know we need young as 12 because we know we have had young people uh, struggling with addiction as young as 12 in our withdrawal management mm. program. So I'm comfortable there. Uh, and then we have a nice range of services for our 19 and up already. <clears throat> They're oversubscribed, unfortunately. I'd like to see all of those services expanded, but one program at a time. 
Yeah. And so for, for the Youth Recovery House, because I know that you guys expand beyond, not just the Youth Recovery House, but the Bridge Family Services expands beyond. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us just maybe just a little bit about how that transition works, about how uh, someone might go from recovery at the age of 12 to 18 to kind of recovery into adulthood and how you guys work with that? Um, I think the Youth Recovery House will give us a real window to do that continuing work that some of our services, because the way they're funded, doesn't really allow. I mean, we're really grateful that now with the expansive services that we have, we have a real continuum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're starting to work with moms as soon as they get pregnant. They, they ease into our children's services programs. There's a lot of focus on health and wellness. So it's really coming together. Similarly with our addiction services, you know, to go into adult withdrawal management, enter into a period of treatment. We have housing for you if you need a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. It's got a really nice flow to it. What's exciting to me about Youth Recovery House is um, we advocated for and we have received money for what we call aftercare. So what that means is that when you graduate from the program, we're not done with you yet. Mm. You can come back at any time. And our aftercare will be quite assertive. We're going to come to the door. We're going to check with your mom. We're going to check with the school. You, if you're struggling in any way, can come back and spend a couple days with us. Um, Because one of the things that we've realized over time is you don't just check a box and you're abstinent forever. That's that's not healing. That's not treatment. Um, What we need is an opportunity for people to learn how to cope and thrive. And that's really more important than never touching a drop again. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited the way that it, it's, I mean, it's still such early days for the yeah. Youth Recovery House, but it looks like that we're going to have a system not only for assertive aftercare, but assertive intake, where we can go out and meet young people in the community. They don't have to fill out this 20-page application form, wait for three months, get a letter. You know, we can actually go to them, sit in the living room, have mm-hmm. a conversation. Uh, which is a kind of flexibility that we don't have for our adult programs yeah. yet, um, but really excited and appropriate that we have it for the young ones. Yeah, it's exciting that, that this isn't just a moment, but rather a journey yes. that you're going through with people. Yes, that's amazing. exactly. That's a really good way to frame it. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's wonderful. Um, I think, I don't know if I have, if, Arlene, if you can think of anything, um, any questions that we have, but... I think that, that, I mean, we're excited for the This is such good news. It's, it's phenomenal news. I mean, as, as optimistic and as hopeful as I was, I didn't expect it this fast or this big. It's I have exceeding to say. expectations. Yes, yes. Um, so we're, we're thrilled. We're one, thrilled. One last question. Um, what kind of things are you needing now? So I know that when we talked previously, just a few mm-hmm. months ago, the goal was to get that bill, to get the funding, right? Yeah. And so, it, so now you have it, and now you're, you're, you're breaking we're, ground and you're, yeah, you're working we're, on it. We're right? turning our attention now to phase two. Okay. Um, we're really proud of what we've managed to build on Laurier, but it's a lease space, which means it's at the whims of, whim of the landowner. Mm. It's not centered in nature. We don't, the, the challenge that we have with young people, particularly for a, a core part of their stay with us, is they can't engage with the community. It's not safe for them to do that. As a result, we need to do everything in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need a place of reflection in-house. We need an exercise room in-house. We need a classroom in-house. If we're going to really set them up for the best possible health outcomes, we need a home that's not just a home, but it's actually part of the program and the service that we're trying to deliver. Yeah. Um, so our attention now, uh, 
we have probably enough funding from the province to cover 95% of operating expenses, wow. Wow. which is really, again, it's a surprise and yeah. it's grand. Um, so we'll still rely on some donations for the day to day, but our big focus now is on phase two, on building this space. Um, awesome. The, the wraparound space that we've envisioned right from the start. Yeah, and, and what's the best way, if someone wants to maybe be involved or someone wants to support, what is the best way at the moment that someone might be able to support with the dream and the phases that you guys are going through? Um, youthrecoveryhouse.ca. Even if it's a question or a concern or to donate or to volunteer, that's the best route in. Um, awesome. And I realize that I mean, we've been so fortunate, our work with young people doesn't come with the same stigma as some of our adult services do. Mm -hmm. Most people are quite compassionate, um, but it's still strange business for people. So sometimes people just have questions. Yeah. You know, how did this happen? When did this happen? This doesn't make any sense to me. 12 years old? What 12 year old? Yeah. Uh, what are the substances used? How does this... We struggle with those questions too, but are happy to have a conversation. Mm, amazing. Yeah. So youthrecoveryhouse.ca. Yes. That's the place where you can go to get more info, find out how yeah. they can support. They can give online directly through youthrecoveryhouse.ca. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So I know that Arlene and I have been talking about uh, in the future, perhaps sometime being able to volunteer and be able to do more. I know that uh, with all the restrictions and gatherings and social distancing, it's a little difficult. Yeah. But we are excited for what the future holds for the Youth Recovery House. We're excited for the Bridge Youth and Family Services. We're really excited for the possibility of future partnerships again. Yes. Where we can well, volunteer. thanks so much for being part of this. Thank you so right? much like for we, sharing We with did us. it. We did it. Amazing. Yes. Thank you, Celine, for your Thank time. You. Awesome. Thank you.